This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show, the One Bitcoin Combo Show. We got a lot of interesting things for you today. I'm outside, so pound that like button. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not FOMO on alts. All right, so I just want to make sure I'm in Salt Lake City. You can see the mountains. It's beautiful. That's, uh, they call that Harvey Milk Boulevard behind me. They don't talk about Jim Jones and Harvey Milk around here. They just talk about Harvey. Anyway, that's a different story. So this show is a special show. It's a, comp it's a compilation show uh, where I'm going to, it's four parts. So the first part here. Is the modern stuff is the uh, is the news of the day real quick a little bit of beyond Bitcoin stuff now play this at 2x so you can get through the stuff you don't want then we're gonna get a, a beyond Bitcoin uh, clip that a lot of you never saw it's it's about uh, systems and uh, just speaking up and, and telling the truth and having conviction have conviction dudes uh, and then we're going to have a uh, flashback to 2019 uh, where I talk about Ethereum a little bit. I'm interviewed by Matt Brown in South Africa. A lot of you have never seen that. And it concludes with a 2017 clip uh, where I, uh, you see my strong hand for Bitcoin and how I do not buy into the flavor of the month ICO nonsense. It's, it's great. Uh, so that's what this video is all about. I think it's going to be close to all those four parts add up to like a half hour or something like that so again play it at 2x i, I really hope you can see the mountains of, of a salt lake city it's there's a lot of glare out so i don't know what you're seeing but i'm standing in the park i'm a block i'm a block away from where uh, and you can see the rainbow flags behind me that i was i was telling you about and the democrat signs so i'm about a block away from where my Airbnb is. It's, it's just a beautiful neighborhood. It's a beautiful city and it's a beautiful day. So let's just, let me tell you about Safadine real quick. That's what I wanna uh, share. I'm gonna read you something here and then we'll get to the regular, the other stuff. All right, so let's uh, let's get to Safadine, what uh, Safadine had to say. And uh, again, beautiful, uh, beautiful scenery out here. Maybe I should, uh, should I walk? Should I walk and talk at the same time? Okay, let's uh, let's get Safedean here. Sorry, guys. Uh, this is uh, and check it out. It is linked to below. Check out this beautiful uh, post by him. Okay, he says. First of all, did I remind everyone to join Parlor? No, I did not. I did not do that. I had to take a, a second take of this. That's why I don't know what I even said now. But uh, join Parlor. This is Alternative Tuesday, uh, and I'm encouraging you all to use alternative platforms. And I'm giving you an alternative style show here. The CEO uh, just said he's not going to censor anything. But uh, yeah, play this at 2x, people. To skip through everything. How to grill steak and best and beat fiat food. Uh, and it's Safedine's uh, Guide to Meat, 
the mo and what I agree with him with uh, strongly here is this quote, the most important fiat foods to avoid, in my opinion, are hydrogenated vegetable seed and grain oils, sugar, flour, high fr fructose corn syrup, low fat foods, breakfast cereal, and all the products made from this toxic cocktail of junk, which is roughly 95% of everything in your supermarket. That is linked to below. Also remember dudes, I'm starting something called Adam's Lost and Found. You report stories to me uh, that no one else is talking about. Lost stories, quote unquote, and I will find them and talk about them. Oh yeah, Stephanie also talks about bone broth, organ meats. If he, He's eaten meat like for two years straight or something like that. Check it out. I, I find it fascinating. Uh, the, the, the meat lifestyle. I, obviously, I'm not that hardcore. I eat plenty of meat, uh, but I don't eat the junk that uh, he. I, we agree what is junk, definitely. Okay, back to the rest of the show now. It'll be fun editing all this. All right, see ya. Uh, there is a guy out there named John the Other. He had a video that inspired what I'm about to talk about. It's linked to below his video. Is totalitarianism, is, is that just censorship by the government? Is it just a little group of people controlling everything, forcing everyone to do, uh, to be slaves basically to the government? No, it isn't. It takes, especially at first, it takes voluntary participation of the people. The government starts telling lies and then everyone starts to agree with those lies and they start to, uh, they want to fit in. So they tell lies too. People are encouraged to inform. People inform on other people. Informing and lying becomes the norm. No one speaks up. It's not, it's not just a, a little, a little group of people in government saying, you must do this. You must lie. You must. No, they lie. And then maybe the media will lie too. Other aspects, it's just, it just, it's just rolling a, sto a, a snowball rolling down a hill, just gaining momentum, becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Society ends up based around lies because uh, people are scared to tell the truth. People want to fit in. Everyone is buys into the set of lies. Don't buy into the lies, people. Don't. It, and it all starts out with just not everyone's telling lies at first. Not everyone at first. But eventually there becomes peer pressure to, to, to agree with the lies and to just fit in. Fitting in is overrated. Be defiant. Start right now. So John the Other, what he, he, he mentioned specific uh, lies that are out there now and how people are just easily giving in to them uh, and how he's saying, he calls them out. But most people, eh, they want to fit in. They'll get the hits if they, they tell the if they tell the lie, the popular lie, oh, this is this is normal now. It's it's it was just a protest. There wasn't violence. It wasn't a riot. It's a protest. It's a protest. That's all it was. It was a protest. There was a riot in Los Angeles. I, 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 my eyes were deceiving me. <laughs> the the broken glass the next day. No 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 no. But enough people tell the lie. Even people know they're lying. They're, they have to say it. Okay. So right here. This, this video is reminding all of you out there to tell the truth. Tell the truth. That 
hey, cases are spread. There are more cases of the virus out there because there's more testing that's going on right now. Should you be panic stricken because there are more cases? No, you should not be panic stricken. But the, the, the mainstream narrative now, what every what many, many, many people are saying is, yes, you should be worried that there are more cases. No, you shouldn't be worried that there are more cases. Things like this, they're unacceptable to the mainstream now. All right. You, the, I am going to keep telling the truth. So I encourage all of you, keep making your videos. Keep telling your truth. Keep telling the truth. All right. Keep telling the truth. And if you're scared to be a, a public person out there, to tweet it out, to retweet it, to do anything it, in your own voice, then just retweet me. Spread the word. Watch these shows. Okay. Spread the word. And, and about other truth tellers also. Keep the true people that tell the truth out there. Okay. Keep, keep. And if YouTube, again, YouTube believes in lies. If people are, are telling the truth, they censor videos, they get rid of videos. Okay. That's their business. If they want to do that, that doesn't mean that you should just stop watching those people. Find out where they are. Go to BitChute. Do whatever. Be defiant. Keep speaking the truth. And John says that people say he's brave to do that. Okay. I mean, you can call him brave. You can call him whatever you want to call it. For me, it's just normal. Speaking the truth. Fitting in is overrated. And if you're scared to speak the truth in this day and age, you can in your own voice, you can do it other ways by retweeting people. Be defiant. Now, and let's go to people talking about the system. Now, I, I, I have told, uh, I've I spoken about on this show how everyone should create a, a, their own system, something that guides their life, a, a routine, okay? And that's, it all involves personal responsibility. For me, I do a new show every day. I exercise every day. I eat healthy food every day. And it just, you repeat, repeat, repeat. You, and, and, and that brings about a healthier, more well-rounded Adam Meister, happier Adam Meister. Instead of saying a goal like, hey, I want to lose uh, 50 pounds or something like that, set, you know, create a healthy system for yourself, okay? So systems over goals. And that's on the personal level. Now, there, there's something out there that's very uh, – it, it really holds people back. People try to say there's a system out there. The system is keeping me down. The capitalist system is keeping me down. X, Y, and Z system is keeping me down. Some system some mysterious group has implemented is keeping me down. That is an excuse. That's an excuse. You're not stuck in someone else's system, some mega system out there, okay? Even if you're living in a socialist country, you it's being ruled in a socialist manner. I'm the socialist system. I cannot escape. I'm a, I'm a slave to the... No, you are not. You saying that the system is keeping you down, that is, it is an excuse. It is giving up your power to outside forces, outside entities. It you have power within, okay? You create your own system for yourself. So have the mindset, have the mindset. There is, there is no overriding system out there. There is no, when you hear people saying it's the system, it's the system, it's the system's fault. We have to get rid of the system. We have to overthrow this, do that and the other. It's a waste of time. It's a it's word salad half the time, okay? With the, how they describe the system, what it is. 
and how they're going to, there's, there's no really end goal to it. It's a bunch of excuses. Okay. It's people not taking personal responsibility. Okay. It, it's deferring their personal responsibility. It's giving up their power to someone else, to some other entity out there. So I don't want to hear it's a system that's keeping me down. You create your own system. You ignore the what people try to say is some some mysterious power structure out there. You're in charge of yourself. You're in charge of yourself. So a, a lot lately we've been hearing about the system. The system needs to be revamped. It's the system's fault. It's the capitalistic system's fault. All right. So, so what are you going to do about it? You're going to tear down statues? No. Uh, if if you feel you are in a bad situation. You change yourself. You change yourself. You don't attack some uh, them. Again, it's scapegoating. The system is scapegoating. You're blaming something called the system. That's your scapegoat. Something called the system. And the, this, that system does not exist. You can make your own personal system. That is what I recommend. Your own way of governing yourself. Do not give up your governance uh, to someone else. All right. Finally, uh, we have people here in the chat. It's good to see. Oh, yeah. If you got questions, I got answers. Um, are they attributing car accidents to uh, the virus? Well, uh, again, the, the if, if you got in a car accident uh, and you die and then they test you positive for the virus, they can list you as dying from the virus. That, that, that has... Uh, there, there's an incentive, a perverse incentive out there since hospitals get more money uh, for uh, for people that have the virus to just say it's the virus. To, if someone's sick, just say, hey, yeah, that, that's it. And, and they'll be compensated more. This has been documented out there before. 90% uh, of the people don't want the truth. They want the corn seer version of a story, says Tay International. Oh, and, and you're very right about that, Tay. They, you can't handle the truth is, is what you should say to those people, okay? Most people cannot handle the truth, and that's why totalitarianism can happen in so many countries. They can't handle the truth. They're deniers. Uh, they're afraid. They want to fit in. So this is why you people like me, we, we I try to set a baseline here and just say, I'm not scared. I'm going to keep on telling the truth. I'm going to keep on. I, I want to set an example out there, all right? And on a personal level, it makes me healthier to tell the truth. You're a healthier person if you tell the truth. If you really express the way you're thinking, you are you are healthier. If you are conforming, you're constraining yourself. You're constraining yourself, and and, and that's not that's not healthy. Uh, I mean, all right, Adam. Um, what, what's my excuse for not having a well a, a wife and a family? You're happy to be alone spewing 30 minutes of nonsense to the camera every day. Well, dude, you don't you really don't get it, do you? Fitting in is overrated. That's what this whole video has been about. You don't have listening comprehension. Fitting in is overrated. Why why should I have a wife and a family? I'm quite happy the way I am, spouting uh nonsense every single day that you are watching every single day. So Hey, yeah, it's it's called the truth. You again in this world where fitting in is you know conforming to lies. When you hear truth, you call it nonsense. So again, you're an eighty percenter. It's it's very good, but yeah, you don't get the basic thing there. Having a wife and a family is fitting in. Do I need? Do I need a wife? Do do, do you know what it takes to have uh, some of the pitfalls of having a wife? Having all of your uh, wealth taken away from you? 
Okay, but what's this? I banged a lot of hot women out there, dudes. What what's the point? What I mean, what is the point for them to, to get another one to steal from me? And you might say to have a kid. That is a good point. I would like to have a son one day. I have a lot of money because of Bitcoin. I have a lot of Bitcoin. I can pay a woman in the future to have my kid when everything's falling off of my body and I'm 100 years old. And maybe that's the way it's going to go. So, again, I don't need to fit in. I don't need to have a family right this second. I definitely don't want to have a wife at this time. So, yeah, fitting in is overrated. So there you go. That, But there, I mean, it's, it's a basic concept of this channel that you watch all the time and you still don't get it. Another thing I stress here is listening comprehension, listening comprehension. So again, fitting in is overrated. All right. And Mars in the house. Which one, in your opinion, is better? Compromising a high credit score by not paying uh, debt or increasing Bitcoin hold holdings? Oh, dude, that, that, is, that is a really good question there. <laughs> Very good question there. You got you to be really, you got to be really careful there because... You, you get rid of it. Let's say you go into major debt. You stop paying your debt. You, you bought a lot of Bitcoin. All right. But then, I mean, you can't get a job anymore, maybe. <laughs> and how about you get fired from your job? They look at your credit score when you try to get a job. Uh, how about if you need to all of a sudden buy a car? Your car, you won't be able to buy a car. So what are you stuck with then? You got to sell your Bitcoin at that point. The whole part, the whole point of ruining your credit score was to get that Bitcoin. And now you got you to you gotta, uh, uh, sell the Bitcoin. So he here's what I got to say about this. If you are financially skilled, if you really understand mathematics and interest rates, okay, you can get into some debt to buy Bitcoin. But I mean, I can't, I can't tell who those people are, I, but just by talking, you. but to ruin your credit score, uh, this is a very risky thing. So you take, you take it one step at a time. Okay. You take, you take it once. You, you got to know your math though. You, you have to understand interest rates, et cetera, et cetera. So getting into a little bit of, of if you have, have a system, have a plan, just don't know when Know how long you can live just in case you lose your job because of all this. Okay, go through worst case scenarios. Go through worst case scenarios. All right, greeting from the Philippines. You are a blessing. As I've said many times about the Philippines, I, I had a great friend in middle school and high school. He's still a friend of mine. Uh, from the uh, His family's from the Philippines, and I've always wanted to visit the Philippines. Uh, God willing, I go there one day and I can, I can uh, speak to Tagalog with everyone over there. <laughs> no, I don't know Tagalog, but uh, I'm, I'm a little familiar with it. All right. Now, uh, someone says, I don't want a credit score. And who wants a credit score? You're absolutely right. Who, who wants a credit score? But there are definitely people who have not totally gotten into the Bitcoin overlay that still having a credit credit score is kind of important. Okay. It's kind of important. If you got a wife and a kids, if you got a wife and a kid, uh, you need to keep that credit score up, unfortunately, okay? If you're not in the Bitcoin overlay, you need to keep that credit score up because there's all sorts of costs involved with that. And you you might have an emergency one day where you need to, uh, you know, get a loan. And if you're unable to get a loan anymore and then you cash out all your Bitcoin, then what do you have left? You have nothing left, just a horrible credit score. 
All right, but, but I, I if you do get fully into the uh, Bitcoin overlay, then yeah, a credit score isn't that important anymore. To me, is a credit score very important? It, to add a no, it, it doesn't matter that much to me. I don't buy cars. I don't buy anything. Um, if I need to buy a house one day, I could. Uh, if I had a bad credit score, and by the way, I have, I have a good credit score. Uh, something about having a good credit score also, uh, that means you you do have a personal system of fulfilling your debts, okay? Paying back your debts. That's a good habit to have, uh, you know, being able to pay things back regularly, never getting into uh, a situation where people are gaining interest because of you. There are some people that can mathematically set it up in a way that over the long run, okay, I'm paying this credit card, uh, 6% uh, interest every month, 12% interest every month. But because of this huge Bitcoin stash I have, it, it, overall, I'm going to come out ahead. All, all right. And there's a lot of theory behind that. And it's not taking into account emergencies. I prefer personally to live a lifestyle where I have no debt. I'm not worried about uh, where I have no debt and where no one's making interest off of me. I'm making interest off of other people. Okay. I'm collecting that. I love to collect interest. I don't want people collecting interest off of me. So I, I think it is, for most people, it's a bad, really bad habit to get into not being uh, not being reliable <laughs> and uh, then at the same time having to pay a debt, uh, paying debt, paying interest to others. Uh, the, the, what is the word I'm looking for? The Jordan, Jordan Peterson uses a word uh, – uh, to describe someone that is is very responsible, God, what is that word I'm looking for? Okay, well, uh, maybe I'll think about it. I only have one other subject matter. We keep on, uh, uh, why? Uh, hang on, why, why, there's other questions here. All right, we got to go back to the. Uh, someone says I literally watch uh, TV maybe one hour a week, maybe two hours at most. Uh, radio, same thing except for me. Dude, I haven't, I don't watch any TV. Don't watch any TV at all. Only time I, I've seen TV on is when I'm running by a, a bar or a restaurant or when I'm at my parents' house and uh, they're watching. Uh, right now, again, it's just my mom now because my father has passed away. But when they uh, they were watching the news and stuff, that is when I, I would uh, see. So yeah, TV, that, that woo, my, my, that's, that's filled with lies. TV news, from what I gather, <laughs> it is filled with lies today. So keep on calling out those lies, people. Uh, it's it's good for, it's good for your health to call out uh, those lies. And I'm I'm trying to think about the, the Jordan Peterson uh, terminology. Uh, a person who's a, a super responsible and reliable. Uh, they are. What's the word? Someone think about the uh, someone someone think about the word that I'm thinking about. Uh, it, it's just a great conscientiousness. Thank you, Bitcoin tabs. You pound that like button. Yes, conscientiousness. That is an incredible quality, okay? Jordan Peterson, who's a huge fan of IQ, he says the only other factor that matters is conscientiousness. If, 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 you, if, you have, if you're conscientious, if, <laughs> conscientiousness, you, you might not be the smartest dude in the world, but you can be incredibly successful. All right. If you're reliable like that, you're on time. You you say you do a new show every day. You, if it you get a new show every day, 
I'm, I'm a conscientious uh, individual there. Okay, boom. All right, final topic. This show has gone 20 minutes. It was only supposed to go 10 minutes. Oh, my Lord. You're getting a bonus here, people. Uh, here is a dude. There's a professor out there. Oops, I just went to the wrong tab. There is a professor out there. J.W. Weatherman, by the way, was on the uh, Beyond Bitcoin show uh, on This Week in Bitcoin earlier today. So do check that out. Link to below. DisruptMeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Professor McCormick here at some elite university. Uh, he was talking about, he, he talked to his students and he asked his students, will you, if in, back in the days of slavery, would you have been against slavery? And they all said, of course. Of course, we all would have been against slavery. Everyone, everybody says that. And he said only the tiniest fraction of them or any of us would have spoken up against slavery or lifted a finger to free the slaves. Most of them and us would have gone along. Many would have supported the slave system and happily benefited from it. So, I mean, it's really easy today to say, you know, you, you wouldn't have done it. Uh, is, is what he's saying. And, and you can see this in the world with all these SJWs that want to tear every single little teeny thing down that remotely had to, to touch slavery. Okay, Abraham Lincoln, they want to get rid of. Okay, uh, because for them, it's so easy to say it was, it was, and it was a horrible thing. It was the worst thing the United States ever uh, engaged in was that, was, was, was slavery. There's no doubt about that. Um, but he says, my challenge is to show where they have at risk themselves and their futures stood up for a cause that is unpopular in elite set sectors of culture and society today. So if you're able today to stand up for something, to state an opinion where you put yourself at risk, uh, your future at risk, and you put your uh, popularity at risk, in the mainstream elite culture, okay? If Are you able to do that today? Do you have to fit in today? Most people, and this is what this whole show has been about, most people have to fit in today. If you're one of those people, the majority of people, that can't speak up, okay, that has to agree with the current lies, okay, then in the past, you would have been the same darn person. And back in the past, the normal thing was slavery, okay? For eons, it was slavery. So to say, you know, I wouldn't have participated in it. You're participating in the lies now. You're not standing. You want to fit in now, okay? So the only people that you can believe would have stood up back in the day to slavery, would have fought slavery, are the people that are fighting the lies now, that, that know that fitting in is overrated, that by their behavior show that fitting in is overrated, okay? Not just talking to talk, but but by because there are plenty of people who say, yeah, I'm a rebel, I'm a radical. There are plenty of people that say, I'm a radical. Well, what are they a radical? Right now, the normality, it's totally normal and acceptable to go out there, rip down statues, uh, spray paint, do all sorts of things. And, you, and they're saying, I'm a radical. No, I mean, no, 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 no. You, that, that's the normality. That that's That's mainstream. You're not going to lose anything because of that. This is, this is what this professor is – the challenge is can you talk about something, can you participate in something today that would get you ostracized by the majority of people? And most people cannot do that. And thus, back in the day, they would not have been able to do that. So they can, they can talk the big game that they want to against slavery and saying 
uh, how wrong it was for XYZ to be involved in it. But they would have done the same darn thing, okay? They most likely would have done the same, the same darn thing. So good point. I linked to his thread about that. I learned about that on the Ben Shapiro show. Uh, so, yeah, be an individual. Most people are, to this very day, cannot be individuals, cannot be different, cannot speak the truth. That is what this whole show has been about. So, dudes, keep on speaking the truth so we do not end up in some totalitarian, totalitarian Orwellian state where everything is a lie, where lying is normal, and uh, where it's just a sick world. Okay. So we're going to move into the final part of the show, which is basically trading the market. Um, and so this is where you're going to trade with our um, our $1,000 of crypto. So as of yet, it is yet to be moved into a actual cryptocurrency, but it is sitting on an exchange. What is your trade? Go. Wait, I have a question first. Uh, okay. Adam, you'll have to excuse my ignorance, but why are you anti-trading? Oh, because if you just hold the Bitcoin, it goes up in value over time. If you trade, you're losing, you can lose your Bitcoin. So it's like um, gambling. When it's it's not trading start. is gambling. Trading is totally gambling. I just hold the Bitcoin. Okay. That's all. I've been mm. doing so since 2013. Crazy. And just an official announcement. Uh, when this trading challenge goes well, Matt has, I just wanted to put it out there, Matt has allowed me and my team to cash in on it. So for everyone listening, we can't go back now. This is an official announcement. <laughs> we get it. So basically, out of no pressure. And we get a Christmas bonus. All right, so I've got you, you've given me a thousand dollars, and you want me to make a trade? Yeah, go. Just uh, buy a thousand dollars with a Bitcoin. Okay, so um, IT guy, can you lock in that trade sure. on Valor? Well done, congratulations. Okay, so that's bought um, on uh, on the old Bitcoin, but I wanted to uh, ask you for some altcoin things to look at, um, and then I'm going to ask you for a buy and or sell um so if you i know you obviously trade literally all you do is travel the world and meet people who are heavily involved in the space um and uh what altcoins are of interest to you at the moment just throw them out start with one just ethereum um because people there are so many people building uh products on ethereum they they actually have developers these other altcoins i don't think they even have developers people building anything on them but Ethereum, I mean, there's a conference here in Tel Aviv, an Ethereum conference, and it, it has been going down in value. Uh, there, there's been a, a sentiment. Some people are down on it. Some people are giving up on it. But I do see people are still building on it, and it is not Bitcoin. It, it, it's not supposed to be a uh, the world reserve cryptocurrency. It's supposed to be the world the computer. And uh, I am not threatened by it at all. I think... Uh, I know what Bitcoin does well, and people can innovate on other coins. So Ethereum interests me uh, because it, it, it clearly is the number two cryptocurrency on the planet. I always say Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. I also think Ethereum is the next Ethereum. People say, well, EOS can do what Ethereum can do. May, I don't know. But uh, clearly, there's so many more people working on Ethereum, and it, it's, it, it's so much larger. And so I think we will... Bitcoin will always be uh, number one, and I think Ethereum will be number two for, for 
the next decade. So is that a buy or a sell? Well, again, I, I am a guy who only buys Bitcoin, but if you, for buy, some reason, no. for some reason, no. if some, if some reason your country said, don't, don't, you're not allowed to buy Bitcoin. I get, I think, uh, I think uh, buying Ethereum uh, would be f fine, fine now. Lock that in. Uh, We're buying no. Ethereum. Buy. No. I think, I think it would be fine because I think it is, I think it is undervalued. I think the sentiment against it has gone way to the negative side. And there are just there are people out there that want it to be number two. They want it to be number one. They'll pile back into it eventually. Well, I mean, at its height, Ethereum was one thousand three hundred dollars, give or take a few dollars, and um, and now it's trading at a measly hundred and seventy nine odd dollars. So, if you are interested, I'd say have a have a go. History is a great predictor of future success. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I will say it, it's val. It was worth fifteen percent of a Bitcoin once, twelve percent of a Bitcoin. Now, I don't think it'll get that high in terms of Bitcoin again, but uh, in, in, in terms of uh, in terms of dollars, it, 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 it will go back up again. So let's do the, the, be the best is the best is Bitcoin again. I just want to make it clear: people are saying Bitcoin Meister saying to buy Ethereum. No, we're saying if you can't buy, uh, he's asking me an Ethereum question. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk to you about Ripple, um, XRP. Oh, I know, oh, I know, oh, it's a swear word. I'm sorry, I had to say it. Uh, but uh, what the fuck is going on with Ripple these days? Uh, so that's trading now. They, at they're they're twenty more cents. Of it. I mean, they're putting more. They're pour, they're putting more of it on the market. It's a totally centralized token. Mm. I mean, they could do whatever. The people are dumping it. People are giving up. It's. It's not even a real cryptocurrency in, in, in my book. Um, I wouldn't touch that thing at all. Wouldn't sell, 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 sell now, sell. not later, now. <laughs> so um, you know what's interesting? I'm fascinated about the economics underlying, um, you know, any anything really, any product, and you know, any cryptocurrency is a product. And so I'm looking at the circulating supply. It is huge. Yeah. There's like 43 billion Ripple units out there. So right they're, they're fake Twitter accounts that say it's going to be as big as Bitcoin. Because I don't think there are any real people that actually like Bit uh, that, that like Ripple. I think it, I've never met a Ripple fan. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. You see, see all these accounts just like saying the same thing over and over again, how great it is, how it's the next Bitcoin. For if it went up to Bitcoin's price, I mean, it would be worth more it would be worth almost a quadrillion dollars or something. Like, look yeah. how many there are. And so if it was worth $10,000, it would be it'd be worth more than all of wealth on earth. So it's not going to be Bitcoin's price, people. I mean, do, yeah. do the math. It's, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. But totally. uh, it is, it's a very interesting uh, interesting product, interesting company that, 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 you know, you really can't beat. You can't. I've never met a real Ripple fan in person. So when I last covered the space uh, about 18 months ago, um, it was, I believe it was identity tokens or cryptocurrencies that, that were focused on, uh, or applications thereof were focused on security, identity management, that kind of thing. Uh, is that still a trend these days? ID stuff like uh, what yeah. uh, Billingham was doing, yeah. What Civic was doing. There you go. Yeah, he's still doing. He's still doing it. Vinny, yeah. He's still doing it. I, I, I mean, there's, 
there's some interest in that. I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say it's a big thing. I'd say it's a niche thing. Definitely. Mm. And then one more Bitcoin cash buy or sell. <laughs> <laughs> sell. Sell. Sell now, not later. Now. And just one more thing. What is Bitcoin SV? That's a new one. Yeah, they, they forked off of, uh, there's a guy who's kind of like John McAfee over at BSV. Yeah. He think he, he said he makes up stories just like John McAfee does, but his stories have more to do with, um, with crypto. So he, uh, he has a cult following and they didn't want to be part of Bcash. So they forked off of Bcash and they formed a this coin and they, they have their own little cult and, uh, yeah. It's, you know, that, that's the thing. They can do what they want to do. That's the cool thing with cryptocurrency. If mm. you don't, if you don't like the main coin, you can fork off. So let them do what they're going to do. Um, they, they've got, they've got some, uh, they actually have some real fans. I've met some, they're, they're real fans. So they're, 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 they're better off than Ripple at least. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, uh, that, that, that's definitely a freak show over there. Yeah. <laughs> there's some good, there's some good people there. But there are some good people don't understand that people lie and that some people all they do is lie. So the lead, you know, over at BSV, it's hard to believe. Like this guy's saying such grand things. They don't get it that he's just all he does is lie. All, all he there are some sociopath, psychopathic people, all they do is lie. So they can come into the space too. That's the thing. There are all sorts of people in this space. Okay, so now let's get into this. Talk about other ICOs out there. Scams, legitimate. How do people do the due diligence? You know, you hear about all these new Bitcoins coming about or, or cryptocurrencies. T tell us about that. Okay, well, there, there's a few different things here that you mentioned. There's Bitcoin, then there are alternative coins called altcoins. And then there are these initial coin offerings called ICOs. There are tokens built on top of other coins. It's complex to, uh, to explain, but a lot of your viewers are gonna, they have heard of these ICOs incredibly risky. I'm a very I'm a very conservative type of investor. I just say buy and hold Bitcoin. It's very simple. It's not glamorous, but I think a lot of the people watching this will understand that the tortoise wins the race. The non-glamorous person wins the race. The 20% of the people who do calm things, they win. Uh, the 80% of the people who try to get into trading and flipping and ICOs and altcoins, they get burnt. And ICOs are especially risky. There are a few altcoins that your viewers have probably heard of, like Litecoin and Ethereum. You can buy them at Coinbase also. Again, I just buy Bitcoin. That's all I do. So if they were to do the due diligence, because a lot of our, our guys out there and our, our audience members, guys and gals, they do do some sort of this trading. They, they do try to get in and get out because in the OTC markets, there's quite a bit of volatility there. And some are long-term holders and some are short-term holders. You know, if they are doing the due diligence on these ICOs, any, any recommendations for them or is it just buy Bitcoin? Because I completely understand that uh, theory too. I will, no, I'll never recommend an ICO. It's, it's completely irresponsible of me. Perfect, perfect. Well, Adam, I, I thank you so much. 